we get into one of the most talked about horror movies of this year, and we'll talk about if it's worth the hype tonight. Talk to me on the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, Matt, and hello, Justin. You too. Hey, Joe. And hello, Jason. What's up, Joe? So the movie we're talking about tonight is Talk To Me, which we've been excited to talk about. Not saying talk too much. Um, discuss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this movie came out this year, and it was directed by Danny and Michael Philippou. Right? Justin, am I saying that right? Why are you asking me? Because I feel like you know <laughs> all the directors, always. This is like these guys' first movie. Before this, they were like, "Hey, you guys!" Movie. Is I think they were YouTubers. No, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Goes to show what I know. Uh, this is an Australian flick, and uh, I think it was actually released technically last year over there, uh, but we got it in July. So, uh, and it was a movie that had pretty big acclaim. We were all looking forward to seeing it. It was one of the bigger horror movies of this year. And um, I think it's safe to say that we were all big fans. I know I loved it. Uh, and this entire episode is just going to be a spoiler podcast because it's been out for a while. It's been out since the summer. Uh, we've waited to talk about it. And um, I don't really feel like we can really discuss it too much without getting into spoilers. So with that said, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, I highly recommend it. Um, we'll get into it in a minute. But, Jay, what, what did you think about it? Because I haven't heard anyone's opinion so far on this. Right. I mean... I didn't know much about it other than the trailer. I've been looking into movies over the summertime to check out for the the fall. And I really only watched it, I think, at the end of September or the beginning of October. And I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really well done. And especially now find out that it's coming from guys that were like YouTube guys. And this is their first movie. It's really, really impressive. And it's going to be something that I'm looking forward to seeing more projects that they're doing in the future. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Justin, what'd you, what'd you think? Uh, um, hands down, this was my favorite horror movie this year. Hands down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like, I'm not surprised. From, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, considering, you know, most of the stuff we got this year was shit. Um, <laughs> this, this, this was like, like, I'm not even talking like comparatively, like, just like even within the last couple of years, this is one of like the top five horror movies. I think probably the last, we'll say the twenty twenty. I would put this in the top five. Yeah. Well. Okay. That's a bold statement. I I can honestly agree with that. This is probably in my top three or top five in the past three years, for sure. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to chime in on that. Is uh, I mean, where I can't imagine anything even competes with this as the number one movie horror movie of the year for me, and. uh but I also just think it's it's in my like encyclopedia now of like, yeah, this is an amazing horror movie and movie altogether, you know, so it's it's just very well done and would strongly recommend it. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, we're all big, big fans of it, and it's a highly recommended uh, horror flick. So with that said, we'll we'll get into the film a little bit. Mia dies at the end. <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> Sorry, wait, did you give the spoiler warning? Shit. Right. That was like, you All know right. what that was like to me? That was like um you pulled a, a Cayenne West where uh he's like George Bush hates black people. <laughs> you just threw it in there at the So 
the movie kind of starts you off at um you know in the middle of somebody's going to check out their brother and rescue him from a party you don't really know what's going on and immediately um you know the kind of people and you know not until the second watch do you really register any of the words they're yelling at each other just suddenly you see a person who's all fucked up and uh it breaks into some pretty intense action off the front and while not gory i thought like that had me hooked from the beginning like that that violence right in the beginning was really well done and well orchestrated and it looked really good this this was uh probably the most effective uh horror movie opening i've seen in quite a few years and it really sets the tone right off the bat like for what we're getting into you know and then it, it kind of goes into some benign things where we get some you know people talking but even little things like the uh the smoking peer pressure scene seems so inconsequential, but really it ties together into one of the layers of the movie, which I'm sure we'll get into is the concept of, you know, that this, um, did let's explain the premise of the movie is that there's this physical porcelain hand that when you touch it, you can commune with the dead and people do it. Um, you know, in the modern era of like TikToks and whatever, and recording each other doing it in party atmosphere. So it's like you have the horror movie aspect, but you also have that is treated like a party drug in and of itself. So like people are pressured into doing it. There seems to be some kind of euphoria to doing it and all these things. So very small things along the way, you know, that, like I said, on the first watch, I was just like, okay, you know, this is happening kind of disarms you going into the movie makes a lot of characters a lot you know, very likable and relatable um they you really see on a second watch in particular it's such brilliant script writing it's such a well constructed type of movie where everything serves a purpose one thing that i that really intrigued me about that after i watched the trailer prior to watching the movie was the fact how they kind of downplay the ghost paranormal element to it it's like oh yeah this is just a party trick this is just something that we bring out have a little fun with it and they kind of like don't really take it very seriously and you know there's some people that don't believe it some people that want to experience it for themselves and i kind of enjoyed that watching it that it was just like everyone's had a little bit different reaction or a little bit different trip or whatever from this like matt said this you know party drug of getting possessed essentially for 30 seconds or 90 seconds. I forget whatever the time limit was. But I did enjoy that a lot. It was very, very cool, very interesting. A, yeah, I mean, at, at its core, it's a movie about addiction, right? Like, mm -hmm. And and the, the way it was portrayed, I thought was pretty spot on without being cheap. Yeah, it's definitely not preachy. It doesn't eat you over the head with it. It really does a like it 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 weaves a a very fine line or it walks the fence very effectively, you know where there's a ton. I mean, it's it's really not like a hidden message. Like it's very clear that you know there's so many things that they say that it's about you know um, falling into peer pressure and addiction and all of these things. But it's never like grown, you know, have a feel to it. Mm -hmm. I had a question for you guys on a personal level. This isn't really related to the movie directly. So there's a scene where um, they come across the injured kangaroo on the side of the mm -hmm. road. 
just to remind you, this is Australian. And, um, but have any of you ever been in a situation like that where it's sort of like a bug or something you've ever come across an animal that was like dying and you had to make a decision to put it out of its misery? Yeah. No. I have that's, not. Yeah, that sucks. I just was like, damn, like, it's definitely the right thing to do. Like, yeah, it's going to die. Don't let it suffer. But like, it's not a situation I would ever want to see myself in. But no, know, especially some... not a kangaroo. My God, did you hear the noises that thing was making? Was that accurate? Mm-hmm. Is that what thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I looked at the stats. We don't have a lot of Australian viewers. I don't think anyone's going to be able to answer those questions for us. But yeah, yeah my out there actually is from Australia or works at a zoo. Please let us know in the comments below. <laughs> and if you work at a zoo, what the fuck are you doing running over kangaroos with cars to hear what kind of sounds they make? Yeah, <laughs> it's probably the worst zoo ever or the, or the greatest. I don't know. I can't really. Either way, it's definitely in Florida. That sounds like a Joe Exotic Zoo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Not me, just to be clear. He means the, yeah, Tiger Well, King. you're Exotic Joe. Joe Exotic. <laughs> it's all the way around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So both wear a lot of tiger stripes. I haven't looked up much about the movie at all. I don't even know any of the like actors' names, but the girl that plays Mia is fantastic. I feel like this girl's gonna be a star. Yeah, well, maybe over there. I don't I don't I don't know what else she's been in because I also never heard of these actors or actresses before. I, I I believe that main girl, Mia, she's only done like one other thing. Um other than this, and I think that might have been after she did this. Mm, okay. So it really hasn't been much. Yeah, because we get the movie like, a year later. So, right. Yeah, she's she's just so fun and cool and dorky, like not like over the top, like too cool for school. She's just like so likable. Like you wish you had a friend like that. You know, I felt the opposite way about her. Really? Oh. Yeah, I, I. She annoyed me. Oh, okay. Like, like as she a character, clingy? I don't like blame she was the actress. I don't blame the actress at all. I think she did yeah. a phenomenal job. The character irritated me to hmm. no end. Yeah, I I agree. I I didn't know that. I didn't think that she was supposed to be likable. I kind of felt the same way Justin did about that. I thought she was cute. I thought <laughs> Matt, I can like, agree with you. I thought she was very cute. Yeah, I liked like her. I thought I she was she just uh, like a dork, but like a fun dork. You know, like someone adorable. that's like you. Yeah, yeah, adorkable. Exactly. Sure, she was a dork. I'll give you that. Um, but also, I have a real hard time with characters in horror movies who just consistently make the worst possible choice every single time. Oh, yeah. And that's time what she on. did throughout this yeah. entire movie. All she did was just make bad choices. But that was, I feel like that was mainly just from the grief and trauma that she was experiencing. And when she had her possession, she just got a hundred percent addicted to not just the thrill of it. It was very personal and she wanted answers. She wanted to know more. So I feel like it really wasn't, I mean, obviously she made the decision, but it wasn't coming from, you know, a bad place. It was a very self-centered, like personally driven. Like I want to know more about her mom. No fault of the actresses. I thought she was very good. Oh, yeah. But the character herself annoyed me. So, yeah, with Mia, you know, um, you know, she you don't know her mother, but you do have, you know, parental figure like the the motherly figure in uh, Jade and Riley's mom, you know, and I 
really was like afraid the whole movie. I thought like some dark fate would befall her. But I mean, she's a daughter of kings, uh, a shield maiden of Rohan. I, I do not think that will be her fate. <laughs> she's yeah, the only actress. <laughs> She's the only actress I recognize from anything. She's like, literally what? the most well-known actor in this in this movie. Yeah, yeah. She is no man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the movie goes on and like it's still never. It, there's nothing supernatural up until like going on like 20 minutes into the movie before we even see, um, you know, with the exception of that wild opening scene. But finally, they're they're at this party where. You know, they're going to take turns interacting with this porcelain hand and it starts to get like another thing I love about horror movies. I love when horror movies have rules like who made up the rules, who found out about the rules. Are they trial and error? Are they bullshit? Who fucking knows? And like, so you get a set of, and the origin of the hand, it's like, oh, it's this. I heard it's this. You know, I I love that in movies. And, you know, just like than any other party drug we see where it goes to your point i really love that we did not get a definitive origin for the hand um i'm sure that's going to come at some point later on in the equal down the line but hmm. i like that it was kind of left open to interpretation like everybody was kind of it was almost like um, it was like, like the joker's origin story you know right yeah exactly yeah i really agree yeah I really like that the prop that they use for the hand is uh, on the A24 store. They actually sell like an, an exact replica of the hand. And when the movie first like was available for streaming back in like, I don't know, whatever, whatever I saw, September, October, it was on there for like, like 75 bucks or something. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get it. It's going to ship at the end of December. And I looked last night. And it was like $115 or something. And I was like, okay, cool. Like they they probably upped the production because there were a lot of pre-orders, but I'm really excited about getting that. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. I, yeah, I didn't know that. Sure they also... Yeah, I already ordered it and it's a hundred and it's like 110 or 115 now, but I got it at like a cheaper price. So I was like, I felt like that's not a waste of money. I just I practically saved money. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of the actors in it do a phenomenal job with the exception of Jade does a very good job. I don't think she's bad in any capacity. I just think everyone just really kills it, you know, and there's, there's humor, there's um, all these like innocence. God, how, how innocent is Riley? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they do such a fantastic job with all of that. And, um, but that's like, it just, the story's great. The acting's great. But I want to mention something as simple as just the cinematography, just like the angles and the fast cuts and the pans. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it really is so engaging. Yeah. And just thinking about the cinematography specifically, like you said, the angles, like when she fell off the chair and the camera went sideways and that kind of visual yeah. graphic, it's like really, really nice, really well done. The movie kind of reminded me of The Ring a little bit. I felt like like the first time I watched the ring, like the, the experience I had where I felt like it was something like, you know, unique and different. Um, I didn't know where the story was going. But by the way, did anyone know anything about this movie before you saw it? Because I didn't know anything about it. Just Not the trailer. 
Yeah, literally just what was in the trailer, which wasn't much. No, it didn't explain much. Okay, because like, so nobody like had any idea what was going to happen. Yeah, no, not really. Yeah, I liked that. This and Cobweb, I, I both went into blind for the most part. I, I saw the trailer, but I didn't even remember the trailer. But um, yeah, I, I I had a great experience with it because I just didn't know what to expect as it was going, and I didn't like try to guess what was going to happen next. Just kind of let it happen. I thought it was cool that the the hand itself is it's a left hand. You know, you have to hold it with your left hand. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was intentional, like because historically speaking, like the left hand was supposed to be evil. So, like even in like in medical terms and stuff like that, um, like for left eye, they say like OS, which is like oscular sinistra, which is like the evil eye like sinestra or something means left in latin and they still use it to this day but it's like left-handed people were considered evil so i I didn't know if there was some kind of if that was intentional because everyone shakes their hand but they're right but this was such a different no i'm sure that was 100 intentional because it's so specific you know yeah exactly like to go like if someone reaches out to shake your hand with their left hand you're like who the fuck are you yeah, and I'm left-handed, and I still think that's weird. <laughs> what the fuck are you? <laughs> but yeah, the the makeup was just fantastic. The special effects of the appearance of the characters, you know, in particular the the ghosts, you know, the, the corpse kind of look to them, but how yeah, you could very quickly deduce how each of them died, you know, not you know from visual effects, like and from even like uh, sound effects and things like that. But even when they became possessed, how their makeup was tailored to whoever was possessing them at the time. And uh, huge credit to the people that were possessed. It really seemed like they became other people. But I really liked uh, the eyes in particular, how it wasn't just the the black contact thing to be creepy. Did you notice like they would grow and shrink, you know, the actual darkness in the eyes? And, and I thought that was such a kind of subtle but disturbing effect yeah i don't know you know i'll be honest with you um i found the effect i I like the movie i you know don't get me wrong i just i i thought that the special effects and the looks of like the uh you know like the dead or whatever you want to call the people that were getting pulled back i found it to be like very generic i don't know well for me it didn't impress me i think i mean I, i can see where you're coming from like compared to like big budget productions or whatever i don't know what the budget was on this but i feel like it was probably really low considering so. it was like australian mm-hmm. indie thing and i think with whatever they were provided whatever resources and actors and everything they had available i think they did a phenomenal job with their budget and like i'm actually curious to know what it is but i can assure you it's not anything remotely close to any of the other like big budget horror movies that just flopped or absolutely were atrocious which is what makes it even more impressive to me. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously this movie did not have an enormous budget. It it, it had some money for sure. Um, I think they actually got uh, some funding from the uh, Australian government um, to help them make the movie. Or right. a kangaroo, um, kangaroo control, population yeah. control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't feel the same way. I, I thought the makeup effects actually looked really good. Um, but I, to me, I think the most impressive one in the movie was um, Riley. Like, like when he was he, in the hospital? Yeah. 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 Let's no, talk that, about that scene. That Come was on. fucking cool. That was cool. And, and that, Holy that was, shit. Yeah. 
I think I think they're like, um, what's the word for it? Like they're actual like, you know, physical uh, distress, like the things that happened to them was really well done. I thought the special effects on those kind of things were were cool. I just thought like the the dead or whatever was a little like standard. I don't know. Like it just didn't really impress me. Yeah, you could break it down into kind of three parts is what the dead look like, what what they look like and when they were possessed, and then what the actual like gore on the living people look like. I, I, so you're I saying thought, you like that I thought that part was was the best looking stuff in the movie. So yeah, but let's let's talk about that scene so i mean the movie's going on a rail and you know it's not like fantastic yet it doesn't really like knock my fucking socks off until how fucked up did that scene feel when riley starts like slamming his head into the table Mm -hmm. like didn't it like for me it gave me almost like flashbacks of where like you just did something in life and you were just like I am so like fucked. Like nothing is ever going to be the same after this moment, you know. When when he was just like fucking himself up like that, like I felt that. Like the, I got it got a very visceral reaction out of me. That that, yeah. that whole scene. Like it's just it's just like I was sitting there just like oh oh yeah, and it was very graphic. It was very graphic. Yeah, like, and the first the first like time or two, it's like oh shit, okay, and then it's just like doesn't stop. It's just like crazy. You know, we, weirdly enough, you know what really got me? Like that last one when like the sister goes to put her hand in front of his head when he when he and he smashes his head into her hand. I was just like, oh my god, ah, why? <laughs> <laughs> that's what family does. They headbutt your hand. Yeah, that's when things just get out of control. And I feel like the movie definitely significantly shifts gears from then on and uh i mean i felt like for me that scene was one of the most intense horror scenes that i've seen in a movie because it's not like a jump scare it's like a full like a couple minutes of just like you know i felt like i was sitting there like clutching my pearls like oh my god what the (laughs) fuck is gonna happen here (laughs) as you often do Well, that's why I bought pearls. <laughs> Actually, Joe, Joe gave me the pearl necklace. <laughs> that's a different podcast, man. It's the Nightmare on Elm Street 2 podcast. Um, <laughs> I know, Matt Bateman. <laughs> I mean, the, the plot itself, you know, how things are going to come together. You know, the, I feel like the whole, you know, where it goes from here is like, you know, just more of like her going crazy and, you know, um, you know, you can you can tell I, I, we're supposed to know as the audience that she's being manipulated, she's being um, you know deceived and all these things. But like her life is just spiraling out of control to the point that she, you know, turns to foot sucking, you know, just to make a few bucks on the side. Mm-hmm. And um, it's <laughs> like that little kid who plays Riley, that actor, you know, how innocent and 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 sweet he was when he was himself. And how, like, demented he became when he was possessed. I, I was really impressed with him. Yeah, I was too. I liked I liked his character a lot more than than the, uh, the the lead. Yeah, and for me, I had like a lot of kind of personal flashbacks. You know, kind of nostalgia, nostalgic memories and whatnot. Having three younger brothers, and it's like you go into a party, and like your brothers want to come. And it's like, all right, well, 
you know, you're kind of a buzzkill. You're just a kid and you can't hang out and you can't drink and all right, I'll let you have one. And you kind of got to like watch after him, whatever. And, you know, she's trying to do that, trying to be a good sibling. And Riley's like, okay. And like, to me, the biggest thing is like, all right, they wanted to give him that like quick thrill. They're like, all right, we're just going to cut it down. We're only going to do less time, but like, they just couldn't stop it. And that's just what set this whole thing off the rails, watching him deteriorate, watching him just smash himself. And then she becomes extremely obsessive with the hand only to get in touch with the mother, to get answers from the mother and learn more about what actually happened to her. But watching that progression is just really, really thrilling for me. And like, I don't typically get to like too involved or too invested in these kinds of movies where I'm like at the edge of my seat, like waiting to see what's going to happen. But for this one, I definitely was. I was really curious to see where it was going to go. I was very interested to see like how it panned out until the end. And um, what'd you guys think when we got to this point in the movie? Oh man. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I thought that, um, that that's kind of why I said before, she's not likable, you know, and I don't know that what she was supposed to be, but like, the whole like killing her father thing that was fucking crazy. She didn't yeah, intentionally so kill. I, I, there's no I'm not saying she's fucked with. At that point, right. she's being fucked with by like from the you know whatever spirits or demon whatever the fuck yeah. From the happen. I'm talking about she was likable at the beginning, yeah. like uh, before everything before her first possession. It's, I'm being clear. Like I'm saying that she was uh, a fun, quirky character, right? And then she continued to be a train wreck of a human being, further demonstrating that the actress can be both likable and creepy. And even when she was possessed, she was like all different types of things, you know. Um, but I, that's where I'm I'm not saying that like, oh, I agreed with every decision she made. Like she was so oh, in the right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I, I but I gotta disagree with you again. I okay, I, yeah, I, I just... didn't like her from the get-go. <laughs> I know that makes me a terrible person, but I, I just found her really fucking annoying, like from scene one. Am I paying the Jedi are evil? No, they are. <laughs> well, yeah, she dies, and it was my favorite part of the movie. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I actually agree with Justin. <laughs> but I didn't like I wasn't like, oh, this fucking bitch. I just was like, oh, this is the character. Like, this is how I'm supposed to feel about the character. And I and 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 I loved it because of that, not in spite of, but um, I thought it was a great fucking ending, you know. Like she just went to the point of no return. And then, like, what's gonna happen to the guy? Well, she's gonna fucking die. Yeah, but that's—I mean, I enjoyed the ending a lot. And I was, you know, from the point where she killed her father, you could see obviously that was not her intention. She was very distraught by it. But you know, the, like at the end of the movie, when she's pushing Riley in the wheelchair, and I'm like, oh no, is this guy really gonna go off the rails like completely? And to shove him into traffic, I was like, this is like, it was, it's pretty dark and it's going to get a lot darker. But obviously the reveal, you know, through the, through that last scene with the hand, I really, really enjoyed that a lot. I was like, all right, good. She's dead. Now she's part of the system. <laughs> I'm not part of your system. <laughs> Happy I birthday to the ground! <laughs> I honestly oh, thought that was the. He said, "What's ending. this? A hand? What you want me to do with it? Shake it?" 
to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like that. I like that how it came full circle. And I was like, these other kids at a party with the hand talk to me. Boom. There she is. And it's like, yep. I thought it was really, really great. Really well done. I don't think she killed the father um, because they show him after like when uh, Jade goes to the house, like he's sitting up against the wall. And then when she's dead and time has clearly passed um, and she's like walking down the hallway and you see Riley's all healed up and she sees the father walking down the hallway like he'd gone to the hospital. So I think he lived. But like she knew that at that point it was the spirits tricking her. But and she was hallucinating like a ghost father on top of her, and she was like calling for help to the father on the other side of the like door. But then it was such a like it makes you wonder what happened to Duckett, the kid in the beginning. You know, like what was he seeing? You know, that he stabbed his brother and then himself, kind of thing. You know, is what did it was it like a moment of clarity where they kill themselves? Like, holy shit, what have I done? And then they kill themselves, or is it like? Because you don't see her final decision when it clicks with her. Like, what drove her to not push Riley into traffic and instead right. fall into traffic or step into traffic, you know, herself? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I know what you're saying. I, I like that that's left open to interpretation, though. She, for all we know, she could have been pushed. But by, by who? By the sister. By the kangaroo? No. the whole movie i was thinking that kangaroo is going to come back i know that kangaroo is coming back you don't put a kangaroo in a movie and not bring him back later oh oh, yeah it's way too expensive (laughs) they paid way too much money for that kangaroo Uh, no that kangaroo lived but once it goes through puberty they just fuck everything (laughs) (laughs) just oh man but yeah, in the in the scene right before the, she gets hit by the car, um, you can still see through the car window, through the windshield, is uh, Jade, the sister, has grabbed the brother's wheelchair. Like, So I think that she stepped out and killed herself, similar to how Duckett killed himself. That's and I, what I thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's probably like something happens where they just realize, holy shit, I've been had, you know, like I was tricked. And they're just like so distraught, like, holy shit, I just burned my whole fucking life down. And if I keep going with this, this is the only way out of it, you know? Right. I think that, you know, a moment of clarity, right? You have this obsession, you have this possession, you have all these things that are just derailing you further and further. And then the thing with the father and Riley and all this stuff. And then you have that moment of clarity where you could see everything like in hindsight, 2020, like, oh, shit. So yeah, and like this is the only option. Just got to do it. When yeah, so like when she gets hit and you see her in the street and she gets up, I was like, oh my god, she's okay. And then I was like, oh no, she's dead. Like it takes you like at first I was like, because she almost gets like right up. I was like, but then you're like, okay, she's dead. But when she's walked around, you realize she's a ghost and it's all darkness. The lights go out. But as soon as that candle lights up, I was like, fuck yeah! Like mm-hmm. it's just what a brilliant ending, man. I just. Well, I thought everything leading up to that point too was really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like this was like a really like extensive, well done like Twilight Zone episode almost. You know, like the way it was mm. like, paced and the type of story it was. Um, that's kind of what it like made me think of, and I and I love like that it's an original movie, right? With like an original story, it's not something that's a reboot or you know 
uh, a sequel to something that we already had, you know, or like something that's just way too similar to things that we've already seen a thousand times before, you know, like, right. There's nothing derivative about it. It's completely original. No, there's not, you know, and, uh, I think that's it's it's so rare. And if you think about like the things that we've watched, just look at the reviews that we did in the last you know three years. Um, it, it, there's not a lot of movies that stand out like that, and the ones that do have consistently made it into our favorite movie or horror movie or whatever of the year. Um, like I know, like Nope comes to mind, you know, for like last year. Like we could all kind of agree that was a, an amazing movie, but I don't think that anything's really going to top um, this particular movie. I know Cobweb is at the top of my list for like what what am I Above watching next? That's it. No, 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 no. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. uh, to watch at, at this point. That's at the that's at the top of my list of like what do I have left that I okay. need to see this year? That's yeah. yeah. Still... Oh, that's a good movie. It's a good contender. Yeah. And Talk to Me <laughs> is a prequel to Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> that's what this movie was. <laughs> the the greatest goddamn sequel I've ever seen in that movie. <laughs> I'm like, this is a weird crocodile Dundee flick. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> this is this is the best uh, Australian movie that was not made by Bosler. <laughs> like I th- when I thought, and I was thinking about like the ending is like the people that she appears to when she possesses one of them. Like, why did none of these fucking ghosts say, "Yo, don't use this hand. It's evil. It'll fucking destroy your life. Get away from it." You know? Yeah, I I, I mean. There's a couple of things that you could think about in terms of like, well, why didn't they do this? Or what was there? Were they all just fucking bad? Like, I, I, I don't know. But um, I so guess the we wouldn't have a movie then. Been... Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's we wouldn't have a movie. But maybe there's just like a desperation uh, for the dead to sort of reach out to the living, and it, and it, and it just. Well, I think uh, especially in the case of the ones who are affected by the hand, because it's not like they're. You know they they've gone to the afterlife, but their afterlife is like purgatory. Like yeah, stuck some in this weird limbo. I think they call limbo. So. Yeah, from the first time you saw the mother, I honestly thought that it was either like an evil apparition or a demon or something because, like, the odds of all these dead ghosts or whatever they are appearing, like, it didn't seem like any of the other ones had a personal connection. They were all just like random people, random ghosts appearing and saying or doing whatever they needed to do. But for her. Like you said, it feels like she kind of willed it mentally to like think whether it was actually her mother or not. It could have been something completely different, but in her head, she might have seen it as her mother. But I I never felt that way. I felt like it was going to be, you know, a ghost or an evil entity, which never panned out. It was just seemed to be her, whether it actually was or was just like manifested in her own head. Yeah. So I I got the impression um, as far as the mother is concerned, because she didn't see the mom until after she had already used the hand a few times. So obviously, whatever entities are associated with the hand, once they've been, I guess, maybe in contact with you, this is just my theory. Once they've been in contact with you, they then have ac- have access to your memories, right? Because mm. they were inside of you. They were a part of you. And that's kind of how I figured they were able to turn into her mom. Mm-hmm, that yeah. makes any sense? No, it does make sense. Yeah, because I yeah, just thinking about it, they turned into the dad at one point as well, you know. So right. they they can definitely shapeshift. 
so obviously we can go on and on about it. Uh, we're all big fans and it's a high recommendation from all of us. It's probably going to be in our top uh, three, most likely number one of our best horror movies for the year, which will come out pretty soon, a couple weeks. Um, so with that said, yeah, go check this one out. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a must see. And, um, I guess that's about it for tonight. So, um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being on here. Uh, hopefully we can get the four of us on here more often. So with that said, uh, have a good fucking night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter and that's at sexy vamp teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. I finally got around to reading the dictionary. <laughs> Zebra did it. Um, that was that was my what's his name? Reitman. What's his name? That comedian that I can't do the voice. Oh, Stephen yeah. Wright. Stephen Wright. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah. yeah.